Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Rada, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports, joined today by my current colleague and co-host for this episode, Lori Lindsay, former U.S. Women's National Team International and broadcaster for the Euros right now. Uh, on today's segment, we're going to be doing an NWSL preview. We're going to be doing some news updates across the league. And we're going to chat a little bit about the Euros because I figured we got Lindsay on here. Better talk about, about the Euros. But before we get into everything, I uh, want to let everybody know, reminder to you all, uh, that we're nominated for the Best Female Hosted Podcast category in the People's Choice Podcast Awards. Uh, thank you all so much for supporting us. And uh, if you've enjoyed the work that we've done here at Attacking Third, please nominate us to advance to the final round. So to nominate us, uh, go to podcastawards.com slash app slash sign up. You can toggle down to the Female Hosted Podcast category and vote for us. Doesn't take long, about 60 seconds. Uh, so go on ahead and either use the link in the description of the episode or the QR code that we have in the corner of our YouTube. And uh, we also got nominated for another award the world soccer talk best podcast award so go ahead and vote for us over at worldsoccertalk.com as well it's an exciting time here for us at a3 Lori, excited to have you back how you doing oh great to see you sandra um congratulations that's awesome <laughs> nomination <laughs> hell yeah appreciate it yeah it's a, it was a, we like celebrated like our first birthday like yeah. a3 is already a year old and then uh we found out somebody like maybe you know a really <laughs> cool person who listens to this podcast perhaps uh, uh nominated us for another one so it was like kind of a pleasant surprise to to get that but excited to chat uh nwsl with you excited to chat a little bit about euros with you here on the episode let's let's start with like the news we always whenever there's news to talk about uh in in relation to nwsl we chat about that first uh so the biggest thing right now is uh the nwsl board of governors met in new york there was a a two-day meeting that took place uh with jessica berman uh to discuss the state of the league as well as future uh strategic planning and in the initial release uh that the league sent out, they, they hit a couple key bullet points. I think that caught a lot of people's attentions uh, saying primarily that starting in August uh, that the league will upgrade uh, Paramount plus and Twitch broadcast. They want to include higher quality cameras, uh, take a look at the infrastructure and staff to improve production with the, the remaining regular season games. Uh, they talked a little bit about expansion, uh, the possibility of two teams in 2024, uh, talking about the expansion rules a little bit, uh, 
made the announcement that the headquarters uh, for NWSL are going to relocate to New York. Uh, also, beginning uh, later this fall, um, tease the potential, the possibility of something like VAR in 2023 and uh, in relation to possibly increasing the investment uh, for uh, development of league officials. So uh, really exciting time here uh, with, with the league. They, they mentioned within um within this announcement, how uh, improving the broadcast is essential because the streaming audience has grown for the league year over year, about 24%. And uh, there was also the recent announcement that the, the unionization of a uh, PRO2 officials is complete. So pro referees has uh, withdrawn their NLRB uh, appeal and officials in NWSL and USL can begin uh, negotiating a CBA. So there's a, a lot of exciting stuff going on. And probably the biggest thing is it's been reported, although not yet officially announced by the league, but it's there's reports, credible reports, that they're saying that the league champ of the NWSL championship final is going to be taking place in Audi Field yeah. uh, October 29th. So a lot of, lot of stuff sort of coming out and circulating around NWSL but but Lori, for you, since you're back on with us, I was really curious to to get your insights on the broadcast portion of all of this news. So we're talking more cameras being included, you know, different angles, different views. Uh, talk to me a little bit about the news of the broadcast and and how you think this is going to be helpful. It, well, yeah, uh, I mean, it's amazing, right? And this is, I think, what everybody's been waiting for. And I think when you look at, I think the package, if I'm um, correct with the numbers. It was like two regular season CBS games, right? And then like 11 CBS SN games. But then every other game, I think it's 96 plus games or something, have mm -hmm. been on Paramount Plus, right? So that is where the, that is how people are consuming uh, television these days, sport um, via these subscription and, and digital. So uh, packages, I should say. So you know, to be able to up the Paramount Plus, I think is massive because that's where the majority of the games are. So better angles, better cameras, um, more cameras, um, infrastructure to be able to um, help everybody that's involved, right? Everybody behind the scenes, the announcers, everything. So, I mean, I think anytime that is the product, that's what you're selling, the people that are playing in this league, right? And I think sometimes we forget that, like, oh, actually, it yes. is people in the field. So to any way to elevate that and the, the level that is being um, put out on the field by these players and the talent, um, that needs to be elevated. So I love to hear this from Jessica Berman. And, and it's not like, hey, we're waiting for 2023. I mean, as you mentioned, Sandra, that is taking place in August. So next month, which is like, let's get well, to it. Emergency. Yeah, those, those things, I think obviously are like kind of linked in a sense. Cause I mean, if, if you're, if the league is, is serious about this, you know, pathway to VAR potentially coming as, as soon as 2023, that's not far away. Right. Uh, but if you're going to start to include some VAR, full VAR or, you know, goal line technology or some, or some version of VAR uh, that I think it starts with you probably going to need a lot more cameras at some of these games. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe this is, you know, yes, it's obviously to improve um, production quality, you know, help with the broadcast overall. Uh, but obviously might be a little bit of the beginning stages of the blueprint for, for something like VAR down the line. So I'm, I'm excited about it. I was, I was eager to sort of, hear uh you know your your take on it as someone who has you know frequently been in the booth so mm -hmm. to speak to call some of these games uh of which there are a handful of this weekend transition time uh <laughs> we've got nwsl action going on uh, across the league friday through sunday uh, although uh, 
unfortunately, it's going to be five games, which is why I said a handful, not not six games. North Carolina Courage and Angel City FC has been postponed. Uh, it will be rescheduled to sometime in September uh, due to uh, a bit of a COVID outbreak right now. And unfortunately, because when it's when it's that massive, it likely means like, hey, you got to pump the brakes, safety first. They're not going to hold this game. But what that also means is this is this is now the second game for North Carolina to be postponed due to COVID protocols. And right before we hopped on to do this episode, we were talking about the possibility, or not the possibility, but the news that that was released about another postponement. Postponement, postponement. I'm going to be saying that word a lot. So <laughs> this news that dropped from the league uh, talked about how the game, the re- the already rescheduled game <laughs> between North Carolina Courage and New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC is now going to be re- uh, rescheduled once again. So the, ho- the original home opener for New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC was originally slated to take place in May. <laughs> now that was postponed because of COVID protocols, there were players on both sides who were unavailable for, for the match, and they initially postponed it to later on into midseason. And now they are going to uh, postpone that until September the 4th. Uh, and, and within this announcement, the league also uh, said that uh, through an investigation of events around the postponement of the match, the league uh, found that North Carolina was in violation of the NWSL COVID-19 medical protocols. And as a result, the Courage were issued a $30,000 fine and that the funds will be uh, collected and used to offset losses that are incurred by Gotham FC. So unfortunately, uh, what that means for us on the show, at least, is that we're we don't have a, a courage game to talk about. We don't have an Angel City game to talk about, and uh, yeah, that is a, a bit unfortunate because uh, Angel City is a team that I think is is ready to to maybe take that next step into the second half a, a little bit. You know, with some of the moves that they've made, um, I'd love to get your uh, perspective on that as well. I know you and Larue go go back a, a little bit of ways that, but bringing in Larue, bringing in Claire Emsley, uh, as team making moves, I think with an eye on, on the second half, uh, what, what are your thoughts, Angel City so far? Yeah. And I think, you know, I think they would find this a bit of a bummer too, just in the fact that like it was huge win against San Diego rivalry week, right at home, in front of a sellout crowd to get that win. That's, those are the moments like with an Angel City team that you want to build off of, right. And continue to build momentum, especially in this kind of what we've all been talking about, this like critical period where, yeah, there's a ton of international players gone. So who's stepping up, but yeah. to your point, Claire Emsley, who played with Orlando um, even prior to COVID 2019. And then we we're all familiar with uh, Orlando in, in 2020, right. Yeah. Um, and and then um, Sydney LaRue, I mean, I think they had to pick her up with their injuries, right? And I think that's a great pickup, something that she wanted to go. Um, and I think that is a player who fits that Angel City team is going to work tirelessly on both sides of the ball, can score goals, right? So this is a team that, I mean, that's really starting to come together. I think going back to the very beginning of the year and Challenge Cup with Angel City, I think everybody's like, what's going to happen here? Not the results that they wanted, right? Um some major injuries, obviously, yeah. into the season that were going to be Sarah Gordon, right? Um, Julie Ertz that you thought were going to be there. So right down the spine. But listen, <laughs> have regrouped, have done really well. Yeah. 
and um, to sustain some of the injuries and then to be able to make some moves, get some important wins recently. Credit to them. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, no, they've been they've been uh, fun to watch. It was fun. We went out to LA and and, and taking the game. Yeah, I've been good, good, good energy for sure. So we'll see if they can carry that momentum into the second half. Uh, but five games on the slate for this weekend. Uh, Friday's going to kick off with San Diego Wave and racing Louisville at 10 p.m. Eastern. Saturday with a doubleheader: Houston Dash and Chicago Red Stars kicking off at 8:30 p.m. Eastern. Portland Thorns, Gotham FC. Saturday, 10:30 p.m. Eastern. Washington Spirit versus Orlando are going to kick things off on Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern and Kansas City Current versus Oil Rain closing things out Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern. But we are breaking things down with perhaps maybe biggest matchups that we're keeping an eye on this week. And we've got three that we're keeping a close eye on. So let's start with Portland Thorns FC versus New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC. This one's kicking off uh, on the Saturday, 10.30 p.m. Eastern, just to remind everyone. I, when I'm looking at this one, Lori, we're making our picks. Lisa and I usually make picks, so I'm going to ask you for a pick uh, in this game as well. And we usually try to go, like, win, loss. You know, I, I try to limit myself to, like, one draw okay. uh, pick. But when, I, when, <laughs> I'm looking, when I'm looking at this game, um, this has, like, been a, a very interesting window of time for – for NWSL because one of the things that we've been talking about as we as we cover these matches and previewing them, previewing them here in July is the fact that there's a lot of opportunity here for, for players in the NWSL during this month of July because there's a ton of typical starters or key players, right, Inter- internationals who are out on, on, on duty for whether it's CONCACAF Championship, Euros, you know, uh, African Women's Cup, yep. uh, Copa America Femenina. They're the, we've got players all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. So with all these players missing, it's like there's been the opportunity to see some players going to step up and and sort of take uh you know the moment in front of them and i've been really impressed with what we've seen out of the portland thorns so far uh going into this break when we were out in la talking a lot about it did a couple segments i was really excited to see the uh the continued development of uh yasmin ryan kind of in her sophomore yeah. season here in in the league and she went and got that late game equalizer so i've enjoyed what we've been seeing from the Thords, and uh, I really don't think they've missed too much of a step in terms of, you know, missing as many players as they have been. So when I'm looking at this one, I'm looking at the Thorns to take to take the win in this one. Yeah. Who, who do you got? Yeah, yeah, I've got the Thorns too, and I think it's interesting that you bring that up about this period in time and how well they've done. I think this is um, seven game unbeaten streak, and they're vying for that top spot, right? And especially could I think essentially take it if. Um, you know, what happens in the San Diego game. Um, However, I think this is really an interesting conversation about the Thorns because they did this last year as well, even though it was under Mark Parsons. They have established, I think, the principles and how they want to play. And credit to Rian Wilkinson because that's difficult to come into an environment of a team that's already been successful, right, and can make some few tweaks not too many and continue that rhythm and momentum for a successful team. And she's done that with changing the formation, but this is a team that players step in. um, Even if they haven't had a ton of minutes, when players are gone, they know the roles, they um, compete for those spots and and they do their job. And, um, you know, I was thinking Ryan, Yasmin Ryan as well was one of those players I think has come in and done really well, has had a major upside, huge ceiling, hadn't gotten a ton of minutes consistently given the players that are, were playing in that position. 
Mm. She stepped in. Kelly Hubley, you want to give a shout out as well. I think she yeah. continuously steps up as a leader in that um, back line for the Thorns when you're missing some of the, the bigger name players. Um, and then just briefly on Gotham, I think, you know, it feels like a team that hasn't ever, hasn't quite been able to get a rhythm, but great pickup for Taylor Smith. Yeah. Winner. That was their first win Man. in a while, right? And this is a team, I think, if I'm correct in the numbers, out of their four wins, that three of those have been on the road. So they do perform. They, they play a little bit better away. From yeah, them. there's something about that. I do think, and also with um, last point, Sam Coffey being called up, awesome. Huge fan of hers since day one. But yeah. she has been consistent. But that's that's going to be a big hole for them. Yeah, so yeah. Who, who can who can establish that positioning, kind of be that holding mid that she has been? So I think those are the question marks about Portland. But they are at home. Um you know, they still have the players like Ryan and Hubley, I think, leading the way that we just talked about. So I still give them advantage, um, the Thorns, this week. Yeah, I like it. It feels good. I, I love the points you made, too, uh, about Gotham. We'll see if Smith has another big game yeah. uh, for Gotham. Some, sometimes a player changing environment, you know, that's that's what they need moving forward. And, and, and a team like Gotham looking for this sort of attacking-minded player who can kind of get in there mm-hmm. and kind of shake things up. Maybe it's going to work to their benefit, uh, you know, as they look ahead to their second half of the season. So we'll see. We'll see if we were correct in our takes. Uh, Other biggest matchup that we're going to be looking at during this time is Washington Spirit versus Orlando Pride. This one kicking off at 5 p.m. Eastern. Maybe folks are like, why why the pride and and why the spirit you know two teams that have are kind of finding their own uh kind of struggles a little bit in different ways so to speak in this one uh, and i'm not going to lie i was going a little back and forth and i was a little curious about like what my pick was going to be uh in in this one but i think i'm going to try to go towards you know orlando in this one i think i'm just going to tip my hat in their favor they have been putting together uh, some results. They're, they're undefeated in their last couple games, coming off of that draw that they had at their soccer fest in Daytona, uh, getting that narrow win uh, against Houston. And this is unfortunately a Washington spirit side that has, I think we can now say has been struggling all season to, to an extent, not just recently. I mean, they, they started out their season going all the way to the challenge cup, just coming up short, having a very match load heavy type of schedule to begin their first half of the season and their team right now is navigating this month of July without so many of their typical starters and I think it was a maybe a little bit of a of a heartbreaker perhaps you know to to drop the game that they dropped last week uh, against Kansas City because again it's those those narrow score lines that get you you know Uh, but just thinking about it and just sort of Based on form, I'm going to be leaning and tipping my hat towards uh, Orlando Pride in this one. How about yeah, you? I like that. Well, I think um, Lucy might be with you because in the comments, <laughs> Washington yeah. hasn't won a game since 1962. Fair enough. Now I'm fired today, Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Lucy's they got all the jokes. Um, all right. So I'm actually going to go with Washington. I think this is a team, I mean, to all your point, this is actually, it feels this might be a strong word, but I feel like it's been cruel to the Washington spirit. Uh, you know, yeah. Heavy season. We saw the games. There was jokes all the time about are the spirits play again. Yeah. Uh, are they playing tonight? Right. And it would be like a random Tuesday. So we know how brutal that has been and some injuries to some key players and some of their depth. You know, it does feel like a tipping point though, because I think now they're into this, this heart of this part where heart of the season where they have missed those players for international break you're having some players, McKeon, I feel like up top is starting to come in, get more minutes under her belt. She can be a game changer. 
The only concern right now with Washington is do they have somebody um, that can manage the game, right? Like the ebbs and flows for the 90 minutes. I think that's where they get a little bit caught right now is there's so much, so much youth on their team. Um, I like your pick in Orlando because I do think they still feel really unified with um, and having some of those leaders. And you have players like Clough who, um, even though young are game changers, but I'm going to go with Washington in this one. Um, I do feel like it's, it's maybe they do not 1962, but May 1st since they've lost their <laughs> or won their last game. However, I do feel like this could be their weekend. So sometimes it is, sometimes it is just a combination of that, right? Just the timing yeah. of things. Sometimes you're just due and, and maybe that's the energy for the yeah. spirit. Maybe they're, they're going to come out with an energy where they're just like enough, you know, and then just go uh, make it happen. And honestly, I would love to see it. Would love to hop, you know, back on and chat a little NWSL and talk about why I was incorrect, but we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll see how it shakes out. Uh, last one for, for the biggest matchups this weekend that we're keeping an eye on. We're looking at Kansas city current versus OL rain current coming off of that narrow win against the spirit rain coming off of that two, two come from behind draw against the rivals in Portland Thorns. Listen, I think this is this is the time. This is this is the time for both of these teams, which is why we wanted to keep a, a focus on on these two teams during this biggest match uh, matchups segment because ahead of them, they want to try to run this table. Kansas City Current, I think, has been doing enough to ensure that they remain in the conversation of relevancy. And then you've got Oral Reign that I think kind of came into this season with uh, a little bit of that expectation placed upon them, right? A lot of talented players uh, on their team. Both teams, you know, missing some players, whether it's due to injury or, or players who are out on international duty. I would love to see the rain go and build off of some of that momentum that they had towards the end of that game against Portland and stack up on that a little bit in this game against Kansas city. I was going back and forth on this one. I think I'm saving this one as my draw. There's something about <laughs> Kansas city. There's something about Kansas yeah. city where they have just made it very frustrating to play against. And this Kansas city current side is a team that has frustrated OL Reign, whether it's going back into uh, last year and now as they're going to maybe embrace them as, as the 2022 in, in this season. So they, they have played the Reign before pretty closely, pretty tightly. They have frustrated this team in Laura Harvey's side. And I think because of that, they've got capable goal scorers, I think, on, on each team. Uh, loving what Bennett has been providing this year in a rookie season. Hamilton has always been a bucket for them, so to speak. And then we've got Balser again, again coming off of that that sort of late uh, equalizer for the rain. So I, I think there's enough here for it to be kind of an exciting match. And the fact that I think that it's sort of closing out the weekend is they're the team that has to wait to play yeah. their game. You know, so I think this one might have the makings of a draw in it, and I'm going with the draw. How yeah, uh, I'm going with the draw too. I mean, oh, right, right no, there. No. yeah, this is like coming into this like doing the show with you I was like oh that's a uh, that's my one yes it is I I listen I feel really fortunate because I do the local broadcast for Kansas City and you're right this is like I think what is it you know it was a wild roller coaster at the beginning of the year yeah. but six game unbeaten streak last time they lost was actually against OL Reign at the end of um um end of May and listen there is something special one they've only missing a couple players to international duty so they were able to keep a, their core group together you pick up Kaiser right? Yeah. Um, Merrick in the back, who's who's done really well. And then, listen, we all know about the importance of goalkeepers. 
and 80 branch has been like oh my god it has been so fun to watch i mean a few weeks ago against houston world beater she was unbelievable i mean she's consistently so good um but i think the interesting thing about kansas city and i'll speed this up so we don't take forever but um is that they've had some really kind of like unusual mistakes and like Um, odd periods of times in games like right like the last minute equalizer from teams so they were susceptible a little bit defensively and we've seen a little bit of that still and but they're getting more solidified back there but then also you have 80 French who's just elevated even more coming up with massive saves and so that's fine like if you're going to have a few of those mistakes but then you have a goalkeeper it just builds and builds the momentum and the confidence around everyone Um, and then obviously you mentioned Hamilton um, and goodness gracious Bennett I mean, could be along with a DeMello, I think, and like a, a talk for Rookie of the Year. So, um, but then, listen, O.L. Reign, so fun. Balser scoring big-time goals. You obviously have Jess Fishlock still. Um, let's not even mention the names that are coming in once the national break ends. Tobin, who could potentially play this weekend. So, listen, it's I'm going with the draw, too. This should be a fun yeah. one. There's, um, there's a lot. There's a, there's a lot of different angles yeah. I think we could take in this one, which is why we wanted to include it uh, in our uh, in our biggest matchups. Uh, I'm with you. I think you can you can make a case, quite frankly, for for both teams here. But and I I love when we do these picks, whether it's I'm doing it with Lisa or you or, or another guest, and we don't we don't discuss our picks ahead of of the episode. And I love that we both uh, <laughs> saved our draw for this game. That's that's gonna be a good game. I'm that's that's hilarious. Yeah, everybody keep an eye on it. We've got two more games to make picks on, and we're gonna chat a little bit about the Euros before we close out the episode. We're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be back to to break everything down afterwards. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash rs10 today. If you're joining us on YouTube, you just saw the trailer for the only the Brianna Scurry documentary that premiered on Paramount Plus on July 12th. I haven't watched it yet. I'm saving it for my for my post CONCACAF tournament treat. But every time I see that trailer, I get chills. Uh, it's been a great working with uh, Bryce Curry during this time, talking a little bit about both her book and this documentary and uh, really want to encourage everybody to take a chance to, to see it because it's on Paramount Plus uh, right now. And if you're listening to this as podcast, 
go watch the trailer and then go watch uh watch the film it's uh it's incredibly incredibly cool great fantastic story hello to everybody joining us um after our break here if you're hopping on uh towards the second half of this episode we want to just remind you we've been nominated for the best female hosted podcast category in the people's choice podcast awards so please vote for a3 at podcastawards.com slash app slash sign up you can toggle on down to the female hosted podcast category and vote for us we've also been nominated for the world soccer talk best podcast and you can vote for us there at worldsoccertalk.com so thanks everybody once again for nominating and voting for us Lori. We got two more games to get through, and I want to pick your brain about uh, the Euros before we dip out of here. San Diego Wave FC versus Racing Louisville FC. This one Friday night, 10 p.m. Eastern time. I'm going to go with you first. I've been taking the lead on some of these. Mm -hmm. When you're looking at these two teams, do you have a winner and why? Yeah, I do. I have a winner in San Diego. I think, you know, despite the loss last weekend um, against the rivals Angel City, um, this has been a fun team to watch and even missing some of their players, right? I think you're starting to see Katie Johnson stepping up, um, Dunyak's done well and Doll Kemper's obviously getting, um, her playing time after the rib injury. So there's still like a real good, um, continuity and like a good group of players that are there. And I think it, it kind of speaks to what we were talking about earlier about Portland and having players that understand their roles that can step in and impact, um, despite play you know, some players have been really impactful um, so far in the season. So I'm going with San Diego and primarily though, because I think when you look at this racing Louisville to team as well, Katie Loon has done well in goal DeMello. I mean, we can go, we can do an episode on her and how well she's, <laughs> how good she is. I'll be excited about um, her now and going into the future. But I think Louisville defensively, I think like as a unit, they're good, but I think these players for San Diego in the attack can yeah. run at them. I think that they can cause problems um, in terms of driving at the back line. And I think that will ultimately be the difference maker in this game of um, how does Louisville um, deal with some of these individual players running out and then they can pull them out. So yeah. um, going with San Diego. I'm, I'm with you hundred percent on this one. When I was looking at the two teams in front of us, I, again, I, a big fan of of the sort of individual talents that we're seeing emerge out of racing Louisville. I've it's sort of been it, it's been really it's been a real joy to kind of watch Jess McDonald, you know, yeah. a, a vet in this league, top goal scorer in this league, and just sort of see kind of like a reevolvement for her with this team. I really again you mentioned Demello been providing. A real strong case, I think, for for rookie of the year. It's it's a strong draft class out there. Uh, but when I'm looking at those individual pieces for racing and going up against San Diego Wave and what they've got going on for them at the moment, I'm leaning more towards San Diego Wave as well. I think you brought up a good point about the collective defensive unit for racing. I mean, San Diego. This is a team whether they've got. Morgan or Jakobsen available or not team that loves to, to get in right. Tacky and waves. There's your pun for, for today, <laughs> but they love their crosses, right? They, they absolutely have whip them in into the box when they get a chance. And I just think that that might provide a little bit of chaos mm -hmm. on this day uh, for, for racing. And I think they'll be able to find uh, the breakthrough and then hopefully uh, build on that. They took them a little while in that matchup against LA when they had that California clash 
but I think that's the other side of things. Looking at the the coaching battle between these two, I think Casey Stoney's got this team pretty prepared week in, week out, no matter the personnel at, at her uh, disposal. And I mean, we saw Chris and McNabb sort of get that equalizer, and it was due in large part because she made that adjustment in bringing on a player like Katie Johnson. So I'm I'm eager to sort of see uh, what if the adjustments that she might make in this game, if for whatever reason they don't initially, that the game plan doesn't initially is go as planned. Um, but I think either way I'm going with the wave in this one as well. Uh, last one for us to chat about, uh, and it's Houston dash versus Chicago red stars. This one kicking off on Saturday, 8 30 PM. Lindsay, you got a winner in this one. Tell me about it. So Chicago is my winner. Um, but I don't think it's going to be easy. And I think it's, it's, um, you know, I feel like Houston and even from my playing days, it's a difficult place to play oh, and yeah. they have their new coach coming in right this week. Um, so I think there's some, like some unknowns on what Houston's going to look like and where maybe small shifts are going to be made, um, under him. Um, but like, listen, we've talked about this off air too. I'm a huge fan of the Chicago team right from the get go. I am like, I go bonkers for them. I love them. Yeah. I think they're such a fun team. Um, you know, I think in the past they've gotten good results, but it's been a little bit like, come on, come on. And now, I mean, they're in a new formation. They're having fun. We're seeing like Ellis Stevens rise to the occasion. Nakasato still producing, right? And injuries to that back line. Goodness gracious. However, they still they're still doing it and I'm always written for them. I'm, I'm going to be written for them for the, till the end, no doubt. And, no, um, and so even though despite it's difficult at Houston to play and some unknowns there, um, I just get this sense that they're unified and they'll find a way as we saw against North Carolina last weekend too. So, yeah, it's a, I think that's a, maybe the key phrasing, right. They'll, they'll find a way, you know, mm-hmm. this, uh, Red Star team is, is going on the road against Houston dash and, it's not historically. I, this was, I almost saved my draw for this one, quite frankly, I'll be real, but just yeah. to, to, to not keep the people waiting, I'm, I'm going with Chicago as well, but I'm in agreement with you hundred percent. I don't think it's going to be easy. Chicago has typically had a rough time on the road in Houston. Uh, they, something about the heat, something about playing, you know, in that facility, it's, it's, it's been heavy on them yeah. before in, in the past. And you've seen these games that Chicago has played in Houston as they've turned into some of those kind of like a uh, fatigue type of sloggy kind of games um, which perhaps could work in the Red Stars favor quite frankly as a team that has sort of been able to to win pretty and win ugly you know during this season so far they're they're going down there on this nine game undefeated streak it's very impressive Uh, I want to keep talking about that because I just don't think people are talking about it enough Uh, the Chicago Red Stars are on a nine game undefeated streak right now and they're and they've maintained that you know with with Mal Pugh gone, with Bianca St. George is gone, with Alyssa Nair gone. Um, so this group is is still kind of holding it together, so to speak, mm-hmm. uh, in light of some of those absences. Uh, so I'm I'm hopeful that they can go out there and, and pick up a win. But I just want to on record that I almost saved my draw for this one. I'm just saying, <laughs> uh, but we'll but we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it shakes up. Hopefully, it's a win, and I get to, to celebrate that uh, on, on the episode with everyone. But those are our picks for now. So we're wrapped on on NWSL action, uh, the preview action ahead uh, of this weekend. But before we close out, Lori, I, I'd love to chat a little bit about the Euros with you. Uh, listen, you all are killing it on, on ESPN. 
I hear you. I hear, I hear Danielle Slayton. It, it's, it's so great to, to sort of watch this and see you all give your inputs as well. Uh, hit me with your most, the team you're most impressed with right now during, during uh, these early stages. Well, first of all, thanks for saying that because we're having a blast. I mean, it's such a fun group um, that's been put together. And for me, it's like reunion, right? Danielle Slate and I are 25 years friends playing on the U16 national team. I played with Steffi back in the WSA, right? I've known Emma for 15 plus years and Julie with the national team. And so, yeah, it's like a huge reunion. I mean, we're all like campfire, wine drinking every night, right? Debriefing games and stuff. So it's been, it's been amazing highlight for me for sure. Um, but like, listen, Germany like they have been out and there was it was interesting because coming into this you know there's a lot of talk like okay like do they have enough defensively right do um what are they going to look like um but I was able to call their first game and against Denmark and wow they were awesome and just their and then going into that Spain game which was such a powerful and clinical um performance against Spain who we know how lovely they are to play football, but have a difficult time with it, like a number nine and have somebody that's going to stretch them vertically. But we got some insight information about them, the three games in between, the three days in between their first and second game against Spain. Um, all they did is work on defense. How are they nice. going to shut down Spain? They knew they weren't going to have the ball. So this is a team that you feel like is extremely wow. prepared. They have such a good balance. And I think that was interesting um, for me coming into this tournament and just prepping for them was watching and, and having played with Steffi Jones, who's a, a German player, and she came over and played with the Washington Freedom, just knowing how the old German team played, which is so good defensively, had um, really quality finishers up top. But the evolution is that they have these kind of like Spanish S type players that are super crafty in the midfield, but also still have that kind of like German mentality. So you just get this complete like sense of like complete completeness, I guess, and really good balance. Um, I think the one question mark still is if somebody can really threaten vertically, how well do they do with like the back, their backs um, or, or they're them facing the goal defensively and having to like retreat and what's their um, defensive um, organization look like then. But my goodness, they've been fun to watch and they're my favorite right now. Outside yeah, of I'm with you. I'm so glad you brought up Germany. I mean, I think going into this one, I think one of the things around like question marks around them was I think people were a little curious about the youth of this team, right? Maybe equating that to something like inexperience. But watching them perform over these couple uh, group matches, it's like they're very disciplined. And it's like if you have that type of, you know, youth that really is like eager to be coached, you know, and and wanting to sort of – place that discipline and sort of execute the game plan. I think we're seeing it kind of play out coming to life. But I mean, there's also been some blowouts in over the course of this, these two match days. I mean, you had Norway at one point having that, you know, four one win over Northern Ireland only to turn around and face England and have an eight goal day dropped on them I just I just I'm like I'm still it's not good yeah um you know they play today so it'll be interesting in that in terms of regrouping right um I think what's interesting and again I had them the first game against Northern Ireland so I had had done a lot of prep on them and and listen there was some question marks in that like defensive line right so I mean you're talking about Hegerberg Graham Hansen um, Wrighton up top. I mean, world-class, some of the best, if not the best front three in a lot of regards. Um, 
like just shaking even that Northern Ireland game, just giving balls away to Northern Ireland that resulting in a few opportunities if a Northern Ireland team had had more experience, a little bit more ability in front of goal. So to me, I was like, this isn't going to be a great game against England. I'm a little bit nervous. I didn't expect 8-0. But yeah. um, but outside of Germany, I, I don't mean, think anybody did. <laughs> yeah, no one did. Outside of, outside of Germany, whew, England, they've been great. Um, they're they're fun mm-hmm. to watch, and I think um, Bigman has done. Who actually is yeah. in COVID protocol now, so she'll miss today's game. But um, she's got them the home know, side, and then they're playing like it. Yeah, quite frankly. So, It'll be about, I think, for them, just handling that pressure, right? Handling the pressure, the expectations, one game at a time. And no doubt will big men be like, one game at a time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I can't say that. The, the tournament's been awesome. The play has yeah. been awesome. We've had double the amount of goals, I think it is. Don't quote me on that. But, um, yeah, it's been top class. For really folks cool. who are joining us uh, live, there's there's a couple games today. There's games through the weekend. Uh, we did this with, with NW, NWSL when we were talking about biggest matches. What are what are some of the, the games that you really think folks should try to keep an eye on if they can only pick a, a couple of games to watch this weekend? Yeah, well, I think today's Norway-Austria is interesting because it's a must-win for Norway, and I think the big question is how, how do you regroup? How do you bounce back from, you know, what I think that they would deem as an embarrassment, right? So... Um, what does that look like? What is internally their their group um, and how they're going to do? And then I'm on the Spain-Denmark game tomorrow. Um, I think that's going to be a fun one. Um, you know, Denmark still in the still in the mix, but how yeah. do they react to a Spain team, right? That's going to have the ball. So, um, and then let me see. Just need to check for. Yeah, I'm curious about. Uh, I'm curious about. Sweden and Portugal. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I'd like to see how that plays out. Well, we talked about two of the good teams, Sweden. Goodness yep. gracious. I mean, I think that's the, that was everyone's favorite coming in, right? And that has not been the case. It hasn't been great. And then all of a sudden they find themselves in this important game on Sunday with um, Portugal. So, And Portugal, don't sleep on them. They are good. They have some ability, right? They want to play and stuff. They're, you know, they get caught a little bit defensively in aspects, but I think they're going to give Sweden a game. I, I feel you on that. I'm uh, I'm excited to sort of keep uh, keep watching the Euros roll out. It's it's summer of soccer for yeah, <laughs> for this side of the game, right? We've got everything happening right now. Uh, thank you, Lori, for joining us and talking a little bit about the Euros with us on top of NWSL. But you know, there's Women's Africa Cup of Nations out there, Copa Femenina. Obviously, the Concacaf W Championship is is currently taking place. We've been pushing all that stuff here whenever we've been going live and trying to encourage everyone to to watch uh, all of it if you can. Quite frankly, there's a lot of great soccer happening right now in the women's game so uh get out there and watch it if you can thank you all so much for joining us and listening to attacking third we appreciate your support as always just want to remind you that we're nominated for a couple of awards you can vote for us for the best female hosted podcast category at the people's choice podcast awards go to podcastawards.com slash app slash sign up and you can also vote for us for the best podcast at worldsoccertalk.com. We appreciate you all so much uh, for your support and your votes. Thanks for nominating us for the awards. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Attacking Third. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, anywhere you listen to your shows. And we're also available as video. Subscribe at youtube.com slash Attacking Third. And uh, we'll be back covering USA versus Canada in the CONCACAF W Championship 
It's going to be a doozy. Make sure you tune in for Sandra Herrera and Lori Lindsay. This was Attacking Faith. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.